Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today. Today I thought I would answer the question that I received. Uh, it was posted on my social media and someone asked the question, how do you stop overthinking? And I thought that was an excellent question and something that a lot of people deal with on a daily basis. So I thought today I would tackle this question for you and for anyone out there who is struggling with overthinking. Today, I'm going to explain, first of all, what causes overthinking, and then I'm going to give you some helpful tips for how to curb that overthinking because overthinking robs you of your joy and your inner peace and life, and nobody wants that. You should be living a happy life. So I want to help you today by providing these answers for you. So thank you for asking that question. It was a really good question. And as a teacher, I always say to my students, if you have a question, you should ask. Because if you're wondering this, there are probably a lot of people out there wondering the same thing. So if you're a chronic overthinker, then this episode is for you today. So what exactly is overthinking? Overthinking is when we're constantly worried about every possible scenario that could happen or we replay things over and over again in our heads. It's miserable. It's draining. It leads to anxiety and depression. And often anxiety, depression, and overthinking go hand in hand anyway. But what are the causes? Why do you constantly overthink? Well, again, stress and anxiety are usually a reason we overthink. But it also stems from issues with your self-esteem and self-doubt. And self-esteem and self-doubt usually stem from some sort of trauma you had growing up or the way that you grew up. Maybe you, uh, you doubted yourself growing up because you didn't get what you needed from parents or the people who were around you who were caregivers. And let me restate this. I say this all the time. I think that as parents, we try to do the best job that we can, but kids do not come with instruction manuals. And when we say things to kids that we think are benign, right, we're just trying to encourage them or motivate them, as kids, they don't often know how to process these things. And so sometimes when we think we're encouraging and motivating our child, we're actually making them feel bad about themselves. And we're putting that self-doubt in there like, oh, my mom or my dad doesn't think that I'm as good as I could be. I'm disappointing them. I'm letting them down. So if you had trauma in your childhood, you've developed that fight or flight or freeze uh, response to things. And so that kind of puts you in this state and it's because of the way that your brain functions, it puts you in the state of overthinking. We're too much in a certain part of our brain. And so you don't have that balance. The brain is supposed to regulate itself, right? And and see thoughts and go, okay, that's not a rational thought and let it go. But if you've been in trauma, you're in that fight or flight response, or it's also now freeze. You're in that response all the time. You're always in that high anxiety, high level response where you think everything is a threat. And so that causes the overthinking. You may tend to have like perfectionist values or you may obsess about everything. And if, again, it stems from experiencing trauma. We get stuck in that part of our brain that is oversensitive to everything. A lot of studies have shown that. 
And even everything that's been happening in our society lately is traumatic, right? We've just gone through a pandemic. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. We've never experienced, at least I haven't, anything like that in my lifetime. So everything that we're seeing on the news and around us and in society is scary. It's traumatic. So it's no wonder we're all just high-level anxiety right now. We're all in that fight, flight, or freeze mode because we don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. We went from one day our normal lives to the next day everything shut down. Some people lost their jobs. Of course, we're going to be on high alert. And I don't know about you if you remember this, but after 9-11, we actually had a high alert measure and it was like green, red, orange, Does anyone else remember that? Because I do. And I remember every day, like, oh, we're on orange. I'm like, how much more alert do you want me to be? Like, I I was walking around all the time, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? We've gone through several things in our lifetime that have been super traumatic. So it's understandable why you're overthinking. Because your brain is still in that fight, flight, or freeze mode. And that is what causes the overthinking. So now that you know what causes it, how can we turn that off? So the first step is to recognize when you're going on autopilot, which most of us do. We're very good at that. We are so busy, right? We get up, we brush our teeth, drink our coffee, put on makeup or for men, shave, whatever. You get in the car and you go to work and Sometimes you're like, I don't even remember how I got here because I don't remember going through those lights. We just go on autopilot. We do the same thing day in, day out. When you operate in that default mode, there's a lot of unfiltered information that goes to your brain and disturbs your mind. You're not setting your intentions. You're just letting whatever comes your way pass through you passively. And in order to prevent all of this mental clutter, you have to sift through what's coming in and get rid of what isn't useful to you. But if you're on autopilot, then you're not doing that. You're just allowing it all to come at you. You have to turn off that autopilot and become more proactive in your thoughts. Because when you're proactive, when you're present in your present moment, an irrational thought comes at you and you're like, no, that doesn't make sense. But if you're just going on autopilot and you're not filtering everything that comes in at you during the day, then you're going to, again, have this clutter in your mind and it makes it harder for you to process what's coming at you and to sift, well, this is this is a threat. This is not a threat. The other thing is you've got to get out of that fight, flight, or freeze mode. And mindfulness is a really, really helpful tool. Studies have shown that 8 to 12 weeks of steady mindfulness practices actually reverses that the state of the brain. It's a little bit complicated, not really, but there's a part of the brain called the amygdala, which becomes overstimulated when you experience trauma. And the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that's supposed to sift through things and say, this is not a threat, calm down. And what happens with trauma is that the prefrontal cortex is underactive. The amygdala is overactive. And the amygdala is the thing that's like, oh my gosh, there's something coming at us. We need to react. 
it's the thing that activates that fight, flight, or freeze. And so if it's overactive and then your prefrontal cortex is underactive, you're going to constantly be obsessively thinking about things because you're always in that, is this a threat? You're always looking at things that way instead of the things that are naturally not a threat that a rational a rational thinking person would say, that should not even bother me, I'm just going to let it go, would be able to do that. But if you're in that constant state of overactivity with the amygdala, you're not going to be able to do that. So you're going to obsessively think about it. So mindfulness and mindfulness practices are things like affirmations, breath work, uh, meditation. It's anything that causes your your body to relax. Essentially what it does is it disrupts your central nervous system. So it kind of throws a, it throws a wrench in that loop of the constant, oh, is this a threat? Is this a threat? It allows your brain to, the prefrontal cortex to work again the way that it's supposed to and the amygdala to simmer down a little bit. So it regulates everything. And there have been studies that show this. There are studies that show that mindfulness is effective with kids who have experienced trauma in schools because they often have learning problems. It's hard to focus when you're overthinking like that, right? If you're overstimulated, it's really hard to relax and be able to focus on what you're doing. Well, it's the same way with adults too. So if you practice mindfulness, that is going to counteract all of that overthinking and everything that's going on in your brain. And again, lots of different ways that you can do mindfulness. I talk about those things all the time on my show, but you can even just look up tips for mindfulness. Just do a Google search, go to Pinterest, so many things out there and you got to find what you like and what works for you. But get off autopilot, living in the present moment is really, really important. Stop obsessing over things in the past. When you find that your mind is going back there, you need a disruptor. So find something you can do that's going to disrupt that pattern of thoughts. That's why being present is important because then you notice your triggers, right? Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about that guy I dated. I'm wondering what went wrong, why it didn't work. Stop yourself. You can do that by... Finding something you can go to when those thoughts come up. It could be stopping, closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, thinking about one thing that you're grateful for right now, or thinking about a memory from your childhood that made you so happy. Like for me, I love thinking about Christmas morning as a kid. I was so excited. When you're thinking about positive and happy things, it's a disruptor. And you may be like, yeah, that doesn't solve the problem, but it it really does because you're disrupting that thought pattern. And the better you get at this, the less you are likely to keep going back to those obsessive thoughts. So be present, fully present every day as much as you can so that when those thoughts come in, you one, recognize that this is your trigger and two, you have some sort of go-to that you can do that disrupts that pattern of thought. Gratitude is awesome because when you're when you stop and when you think about five or six things you're grateful for, you can't feel those terrible emotions because you can't can't do those at the same time, right? You're thinking about all of the wonderful, awesome, amazing things in your life and it trips up that pattern, that broken record that's playing over and over in your head. Now, you can do that. You can journal. 
You could listen to music. You could go for a walk. Do something. Have some sort of disruptor handy for you that when when you realize, oh my gosh, here I go. There are those thoughts again. You say, no, no, we're not going there. We're going to do this instead. And it really, really does help to do that. Also, it's important not to have too much on your plate, right? You've got to reduce your cognitive overload. You can't take in and process unlimited information. It's just not possible. Your brain doesn't have that much capacity. And so if you are biting off more than you can chew and you're overburdening yourself, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be stressed. And that is when we tend to go to those obsessive thoughts. When you're stressed out, think about it. That's when that kind of stuff creeps up, right? Because you've put too much on your plate. So again, having healthy boundaries and saying no to things so that you can say yes to yourself and do self-care, that's important too. Self-care is a big one. If you're drained and you're tired, we tend to go into that autopilot mode. It just it's survival. We're just surviving. So you've got to learn how to say no to everything, to only take on what you want to take on. And if you have a job that's super stressful and all of this is happening, maybe it's time to rethink that. Because if you don't handle the stress and you don't handle the overload, then it's going to be really hard for you to stop the overthinking. Because two things are happening. Number one, you're probably just going on autopilot. And number two, your brain is too cluttered with everything going on. And so it's hard to process everything that comes in. It's also important to filter out your distractions. When we get distracted, it's hard for us to focus on what's important in life. And we get bogged down by all these things that really don't matter. Tuning out distractions helps to filter out that unwanted sensory stimuli that keeps coming at you. So that's what helps you also to turn down the noise. Sometimes it's really important to just disconnect and to sit in silence. You know, last night I I went out with my family during the day. And then when I got home, my sister was like, hey, let's go out. Let's go do this. And my body was just telling me like, no, you got to rest. You've been going at a pace that is way too fast. You're wearing yourself out because we had homecoming week at school and it's fun, but it's also exhausting because we had a parade and we had to walk in the parade. And I, I love to go hang out with her and I felt bad, but I said, you know what? I, I really cannot. I need to go home and I need to rest and I need to restore my body and I need to just relax. And I... I'm so glad I did because I woke up this morning like, yeah, I feel so much better. But it's when we allow ourselves to become worn out, when we're not taking care of ourselves, that is when we fall into those patterns where we're doing the overthinking and where we're feeling bad about ourselves and we're letting everything get to us. You've got to take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not eating right, if you're not like moving your body a little bit, you're not doing any of those things or taking care of your spiritual life, you're definitely going to fall into the trap of overthinking because you're going to be stressed out and drained and depleted. You've got to take care of yourself. You cannot fill anyone else's cup if yours is empty. But I always say that, but also what's true is it doesn't matter if you fill anyone else's cup, yours still has to be full. 
you have to take care of yourself. You're important. You matter. Take time to go do the things that you want to do that help you to relax a little bit. Stress is one of the number one causes of that overthinking because you're stressed out and then you overthink and then that causes more stress. It's just a, it's a vicious cycle. You've got to learn how to relax, to put yourself first. Again, have some kind of tool that you can use when those thoughts come in so that you can interrupt that pattern. There's also a really great tool if your mind is constantly filled with thoughts, you've got to get rid of them in some way too. So there's a thing that's called thought dumping. And you might equate this to journaling, but I love journaling and writing. And I know some people out there are like, I don't want to write. You don't have to physically write it. You could just record your thoughts. If you have a phone, I know the iPhones because that's what I have. We'll record, you have a voice memo, just hit record and start talking. Sometimes we just have to get our thoughts out. You can pour all of your thoughts out on a piece of paper without judgment, just what comes to you, write it down, and then it's going to give you some relief from it just rolling around in your brain over and over again. Then you can also process your thoughts by looking at them. Okay, look at what you wrote down. Are there any patterns that you can see? Like, hey, you know what? I'm constantly obsessing over bills and whether or not I'm going to have enough money to pay them. Okay, now that you've identified where your thoughts keep going, how can we address that? Okay, have I been short on money? No? Okay, well, this is an unnecessary fear and I need to learn to address this fear. It's probably stemming from something in my past. I need to learn how to work through it. I can do EFT or I can do a meditation or I can do whatever. I can work with a coach to get through this. Or if it is something like, yeah, I was short money last month. Okay, well, how can I fix that? Maybe I can make a budget. Maybe there are ways that I can cut my spending a little bit. There are always ways. Like we have subscriptions to so many things sometimes that they've even created an app to help you get rid of all of your unwanted subscriptions. Like that's how much we go on autopilot. We enroll in things and we're like, eh, I can just get rid of that. There are a lot of ways. So identify What's the actual problem? Is there a pattern and there's a certain problem that I'm avoiding that maybe that's why this keeps coming up? This is going to help you address each issue one by one. It's going to empower you to gain control over your thoughts and to help you declutter your mind. It's important not to bottle up your feelings too, because when your mind is overwhelmed with emotions, then you end up getting trapped in this negative state of mind. So in order to free yourself from all of the bottled up emotions, you have to learn how to deal with it. And again, writing is a great way to do that. It's also good to talk to someone. If you have someone that you trust who doesn't mind you thought dumping on them, you know, obviously you don't want to do that all the time to the same person, but you might have people in your life who are like, yeah, tell me your problems. What's going on? I'm, a, I'm an ear to listen. I don't mind then tell them what's going on, you know, express how you're feeling because you're getting it out and those emotions become unbottled. And that's where you're going to start to feel that inner peace because you're just, sometimes you just need to feel heard. 
sometimes we just need to feel heard. And if you don't have any friends in your life who allow you to just thought dump and (laughs) pardon, this sounds terrible, but to take a mental dump on you. Yeah. Well, we need to do that sometimes. If you don't have anyone personally in your life that you can do that with, that's what counselors are for. And you know what? There are a lot of online counselors now that you can pay 30 to 40 bucks sometimes just to have someone you can go to and talk to and understand that Yes, they can help you with your problems and that, but sometimes just having someone who listens, where you feel heard, where you can talk something out. Sometimes I don't need anybody to solve my problem. Sometimes the act of me explaining what's happening to someone else, I have my own aha moment like, oh my gosh, this was the issue all along. I couldn't see it because in my brain, I couldn't process it. But whenever I was talking to someone else... I was able to figure that out. So have someone that you can talk to. Communicate. Don't keep feelings of hurt, anger, and frustration inside because it's going to cause you to have constant negative feelings, which are going to cause you to have negative thoughts. And the point is that you need to unload and declutter those thoughts so that you can get rid of them. So there are, again, some helpful tips for you to hopefully get through the negative thinking. Again, you know why it ca- it's caused, right? It's caused because your brain is constantly in that state of trying to figure out whether everything is a threat to you or not. There's also trauma that causes it. And you get stuck in these same patterns of thinking. It's important to unload your thoughts It's important to disrupt those patterns of thought, to know what your triggers are so that when they come up, you can say, okay, um, this happened and it's causing me to want to go back and think about my past and I cannot change or fix my past. There's no point in going back and living that over and over again because it's not helping me. If I learn a lesson from it, that's one thing. But most of the time when you're obsessively thinking about it, you're not looking at what's the lesson. You're just beating yourself up for what you thought you could have done better. And that's not helpful to anyone. It's going to leave you drained and feeling bad about yourself. And again, self-esteem, self-esteem really does affect that thought process. So work on your self-love, self-worth. I have a 10-day intensive self-love course. It's only $20 and it's on my website, melissaoatman.com. It is 10 days of working on your self-love. There are videos and lessons and it says 10 days because it's 10 lessons. You can do these lessons in any amount of time that you want. The materials are yours to keep forever once you enroll in the course. It's all housed there. You can access it and as many times as you need to. You can just go to my website and order it and you'll get immediate access to the course and you can start on it right away. So if that's something that you think you need to work on and would be helpful for you, I highly encourage you to go check it out because it is low cost but so effective. And I've gotten such great feedback from that course. So go check that out. Also, do things to take care of yourself. The self-care portion is so, so important. And if you feel like I have all of these places where I'm stuck and you'd like someone to help you work with you, I also do coaching sessions. You can reach out to me if you have questions about that, or you can also purchase the coaching sessions from my website 
If you're purchasing a live session with me, you purchase from the website, but to schedule, just contact me. I have email, I have Facebook, Instagram, all of the ways you can contact me are always in the show notes and always on my website. And even if you just want to reach out because you have a question or if you want to reach out because you have a topic idea for this podcast, I love hearing from you. I really, truly do. And I want to make this a podcast and continue to make it one that helps you. So your feedback is awesome. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you for following me and listening to me so much. And I really hope that this was helpful to you because overthinking just drains you of your energy. It robs you of your joy and your inner peace, and you deserve to be so happy. I'm going to pull some cards for you today. So the deck that I decided to use today is the Angels of Abundance deck by Doreen and Grant Virtue. And the first one that came out is Successful Funding. Your idea is divinely guided and supported by the same infinite wisdom of God that gave you the idea. Do not allow money concerns to prevent you from turning it into reality. Crowdfunding, partnerships, and other investments are available to help you. And then we have detox your friendships. Your abundance flow is being affected by the people with whom you're spending time. So be discerning about your associations and relationships. Choose to be with people who are inspiring, generous, and supportive. I love that. And you know, that's the other thing too. Are you constantly around toxic people and people who drain you of your energy? Because it's going to be really hard to manage and regulate your thoughts if you're always around people who trigger you. So think about that too. And the last one you have that came out is obstacles and blocks are lifted. I love that. All your good personal work and your positive energy shift have overcome previous obstacles and blocks are lifted away. You will now experience progress and forward movement with your projects. Stay centered in gratitude to ensure that your flow of abundance continues. I love, love, love that. Awesome. You have so many wonderful and amazing things coming towards you. So try to stay positive. I know sometimes it's difficult to... Be positive when things around you are not necessarily positive. But in the long run, if you can control yourself, that is the only thing you really can control. You can't control the people around you. You can't control society, but you can control yourself. We can't control always what happens to us, but we can control how we react to it. That is like one of the most powerful forms of strength is self-control. So I hope that you take this and that you use this in your life so that you're able to let go of some of that stress and anxiety. I would love to work with you. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the ways you can work with me. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening and please share it with anyone you think might also benefit from the podcast. Thank you so much. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.